Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to what episode is it? Episode 32 of Eat, Drink, Write, an Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. She's had so a day, y'all. I'll tell y'all about it in just a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about choosing a book title today, which I think is really fascinating and I thought was going to be one of our little mini topics. And I could talk on this for hours, I think. I had no idea there was that much. Forever and ever. Like, I was very surprised by how much there was to actually talk about and go into with it. So. Yeah. Crazy. Can you hear that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I wanted to be outside today. And, of course, now I'm sweating and hot. <laughs> but I wanted to be outside. So now there's someone going up and down the street on a little go-kart thing. Of course. This is going to be a great episode. It sure is. Well, well how was your week? Uh, my week was, it was okay. I'm getting more and more frustrated with policies regarding coronavirus at school and just like that kind of stuff in general. No one really takes masks seriously. No one really follows, you know, the rules and the guidelines and blah, 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 whatever. We've had a death on campus now. Like just like that kind of stuff. It's just, and we haven't even opened yet. Like we're not full open. So it's, I'm just very frustrated with that. So but I'm still there. I'm doing research and all that kind of stuff. And then I added another 5,000 words to my work in progress. Wait. So it is, it is moving along. So that's 10,000 words in the past two weeks, which is more than I've written in the past. I, I, I couldn't tell you like four months because I could not focus on anything during quarantine. So yeah, writing did not get done. Amazing. Yeah. So I, and I, and I still have like plans for it for going forward. I have like an outline that Good and I bad. Just, it's, it's, it's been a good and bad week. <laughs> did I just freeze on your screen? You did. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. We froze, guys, before we even started recording. So we'll just see how this goes. If, you know, if it goes down, I'll re-get I'll, I'll re on and you can come back and I'll just do the little technical difficulty thing that I did the first time when we were learning how to do this. Um, yeah. How that went. Um, my week... There, I've got way too much going on, and as your dad would say, it's all my own fault. I yeah. take on a whole lot because in my brain, I think I can do it, and I can. It's just I drive myself crazy doing it. Today, I had a little bit of a court emergency. I've got a defendant who's in jail, and given the coronavirus, all the laptops needed for virtual hearings are taken up by all the judges. We've got 11 superior court judges. We've got, I don't know how many state court judges, magistrate judges, and they all need laptops and we don't have enough. And so I'm trying to get this defendant who's in jail to have a hearing right. and I can't get a laptop. And then the administrative office of the courts was like, oh, I've got one for Monday. And I'm, this was yesterday, Thursday. And I'm going, okay and so i have to do a transport order to get the defendant to the proper place in the jail and all of this was going on and the pwc the public work camp needed to have the paperwork by four o'clock today so at 308 i'm going you know where's the paperwork and the judge is having a conniption fit because he rearranged his schedule for this hearing on monday it's all done but meanwhile i'm trying to set up to do the podcast i'm trying to cook food and do all of that <laughs> stuff it, it's been, this week has been like that every day. Yeah. Yeah. So it is um, what it is. What are you um, eating and drinking today? So I made um, the cheese bread recipe that you make at Christmas every year. Mm -hmm. um, I got that recipe from you like three months ago and finally just made it today. And it is wonderful. It's delicious. And then I'm drinking, um, it, it's one that I drink a lot. It's called a rooibos tea. It's a red tea. Um, and it's delicious and I'm going to Sydney's after this so I can't really drink some alcohol and drive so I tell you what I'm ready to drink this is this has kicked my butt I yeah. I am very ready what was I gonna say what are you drinking oh about the cheese bread that you make that's awesome. what we have at Christmas for our hobbit meals we have yeah. a hobbit Christmas on Christmas day after we open our presents and all of that stuff we all get together and watch all of the actually the lord of the ring movies and the day before christmas eve we watch all the hobbit movies but i make that cheese bread as one of the many you know how hobbits have like seven meals a day second lunch and that kind of thing so that bread is one of those meals of the day and it is it's very good so i am eating these 
butternut squash french fries that I made from butternut squash from our actual garden. And that sounds they're... delicious. From the garden. Say that again. From the garden. Yes, from our garden. That's awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. And they're um, a little bit spicy and a little bit sweet because butternut squash has a little bit of natural sweetness to it, but it's still a vegetable that I can eat on keto. And then my mouth is watering and I put salt, pepper, chili powder, garlic powder, cayenne pepper, and red pepper flakes on them and just put them in the oven and baked them. And they are so good. That sounds delicious. And I was going to have kamikazes to drink because it's just been one of those days. And instead, as I was opening up the refrigerator, I was seeing my little usual wine bottles in there. So I'm drinking my usual wine from that company. I just, I love that wine. It's the brute champagne stuff. Yeah. So, okay, I have jokes. Well, of course you do. Let me hear them. They're not really jokes, they're more puns. And because they were book titles, it's punny book titles. Oh, all right. Let me, so let me. the first one is called Ouch by I.B. Stung. Oh my God. <laughs> Say the Magic Word by Abby Cadabra. Stop it. I have two more. Okay. <laughs> Cry Wolf by Al Armist. Alarmist, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and it's Fake by Artie Fischel. Oh, bless. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so we're going to be talking about book titles and book titles are really the number one thing other than maybe book covers to market your book sometimes you see the the title before you see the cover because when you go to the bookstore and the books are spine outward you're seeing the title first to see whether you even want to pull that one off the shelf to look at the cover right um a lot of readers decide whether even to pick a book up off that shelf by the title on the spine only. So it's super important. I mean, think about companies who spend time um, naming their products like this usual wine. They've named it usual wine. I'm sure they spent thousands of dollars on a marketing company to come up with that name so that, you know, and the market to it is people can say, oh, I'm having the usual. I mean, that's clever. Right. But our book titles are exactly the same way. So I think you had come up with um, rules. rules. I do. I have, I have words. I, ha I do have rules. Oh, my God. I'm also tripping over my words today. You're um, drinking red tea. I know. I don't even have alcohol. I have no excuse. Yeah. So I was wondering if there were rules to this. Like, are there things that I should consider, especially because books are like a billion words long. Like, they're so long, and you have to condense that into a title for the entire thing. So I was like, okay, well, there's gotta be some like rules and, and stuff that we can follow here. So the first one was make it short. Um, shorter titles are easier to remember and see an ebook, uh, ebook format, um, you know, and they're, yeah. they're easier to remember. I, I think remembering is a huge thing. I mean, we have this issue ourselves on this podcast where we're like, it's that series, but what's the name of the, the book so even some of the books that we love we don't remember the names of the titles so you really do need to think of names that are easy to remember one way to do that is to use alliteration you know the bag of bones or you know something with that that's catchy make it quirky play on words use words that evoke a feeling like especially you know we're, we write fantasy so urban fantasy has its own feel to it and if you can come up with words that evoke that feel just in the title, then you're already halfway there of hooking that reader. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Another another thing is, you know, use five words or less is, is the thing that I kept seeing the most. Um, you want it to be short. You want it to be um, something that can stick in your brain. If it's too long and too complicated, then, you know, your reader's not going to remember it. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be limited to just that book title. I think you can use subtitles like, you know, a Mercy Thompson series. And that gets across like, oh, this is a book about Mercy Thompson, but the first book is called Moon Call. I think um, uh, the Harry Potter books is an example of that. You've got Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter. And so there's other, another part to it to add more to that title. But everybody remembers Harry Potter. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Your title should be easy to enunciate. 
Uh, so basically, if you have a difficult to pronounce title, it can be harder for your readers to connect with it or even recommend your book to people. Because um, like, think about how you're, you know, if you're having a conversation with someone, I'm like, oh, it's, oh, wait, let me, I tripped over that. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'll be, it'll be difficult for them to recommend it or just like have it on the tip of their tongue. Say your title out loud to see if it sounds awkward or if it's jumbled or if it clashes or whatever. Just like, you know, just make sure that you hear it out loud at some point. Yeah, along those same lines, the jumbling over them, is it embarrassing to say out loud? Because it might sound really funny to use a dirty word, you know, but think about people going to tell their friends about it. Like there was one book I came across that was called Castration or something. Is that really something that people want to say out loud? I mean, I don't mind saying it, but, you know, don't have a, like pussy or whatever. I should probably <laughs> bleep these out, but, you know, there are book titles that have those in it and there is a market for those, but, but think about your, your market and having your readers recommend it. Do you, are they embarrassed to say it out loud? Does it sound bad? Imagine a child saying it and that might help you tweak it a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. Cause I don't know. I haven't come across any book titles really myself. Cause I, well, I don't, first of all, I don't, go to like the romance section, which I'm sure has a few like fun ones like that. Yeah. And just, but yeah, that, that's a good point. Cause if people are not even wanting to say it out loud or they're like too embarrassed to like recommend it to their friend, like, Hey, I'm reading this book called castration. And they're probably like, why? <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> what's it about? <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh. And kind of to follow up on that, like it, it needs to be easy to follow. Uh, so like make it simple with one or two themes or topics. You just don't want it to be too complicated, I feel like, because if it's too complicated, then again, it's the same thing where it's hard to pronounce, like it's not going to stick in your head and it'll, it'll just be more difficult for, for your readers to remember and again, recommend. Yeah. Do you, you know, like me, when I'm reading a book and I come to a word, like, especially in fantasy where they have all these names that aren't normal, yeah. I just blip over them and you don't want someone to do that with your title. That's what's supposed to catch them first and foremost. So you don't want them blipping over anything in your title. Absolutely. I'm very yeah. guilty of that. I think most readers probably are. Cause like I was trying to, I'm trying to read um, right now, the way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson and a lot of his names that he uses are actually very good. Like they're very good to, um, I can pronounce them. I don't skip over them. I actually say them in my head, but I've also read uh, epic fantasies and that kind of thing where the name is like a billion letters long. And I'm like, ah, okay. I'm going to recognize that first three letters and then move on. Yeah. Um, not even pay attention to that. And I, I think you're right. I think that would be horrible for your book title to. Well, to yeah. And if you can't say it out loud to recommend to your friends, you're not going to recommend it. And then that's right. word of mouth is just gone for marketing your book. Right. Right. Yeah. Another thing to do, another quote unquote rule is um, use keywords like to describe your novel, like using your title and, you know, give your readers a hint about what the story is about. You know, like with the Mercy Thompson novels, like Moon Call, like you can tell already, oh, it's probably a werewolf something rather. Um, Bloodbound is her second one and it deals with vampires. Like, it, you know, she, I think she actually ends up bound to Stefan in that, that book. Spoiler alert, it's been out for like a yeah. decade. But yeah. She's in, so like the title kind of, kind of hints to that. And it's also catchy because it uses alliteration and it's short and like all that kind of stuff. So if you can use it to describe your novel and get it down to those those elements and I think I think that's best in my opinion. I, I agree. You also want to be unique. You want to stand out from a crowd. I came across a book title and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was Cherry Blossoms. And I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Well that's a short story that Jordan wrote when she was in high school. It was an excellent time travel story. Oh. But it was called Cherry Blossoms. And so you don't want something that's common out there. You don't want to name another book Harry Potter. I mean right. it, it everybody already has a connotation to that so try to be unique yeah absolutely i kind of have that under you know know the drawbacks of the rules rules exist to be bent and broken we say that a lot um because it's especially true in writing mm -hmm. um you know try not to duplicate the title of another book because there are common phrases and words out there that that get used all the time for titles because they sound good but in doing so like in naming your book something that's a duplicate then you, they're more likely to find that other book that's already been out there or whatever. Right. Also, one word titles, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, it can get lost in the sea of Google searches if you're like trying to Google search the book. Um, you're like, oh, I want to look this up so that I can see if there are more or whatever. It can just get lost or um, 
more more likely it's just not going to show up at all on searches so even if you type in that word your book isn't going to be what's what comes up or, or whatever. right so, so yeah how do we you know it's easy to say all this stuff how do we do it yeah and you know to go about this i kind of was like well what are what are some ways that authors have done it um and so what i found was you know make a list make a list of potential title titles for your story using the rules or by breaking them, which is what we just went over. Yeah. It's like make it as long as possible. Uh, anything that comes to mind, write it down. Even if you're like 100% sure that you don't want to use that title, I would still write it down just because I don't, I don't know, it's going to spawn something else. It could. Uh, and you could end up coming back to it and twisting it around using it with something else. So yeah, write everything down. Yeah, absolutely. I've found uh, when plotting and I get stuck, I do the same kind of thing. I make a list of things that could happen next. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then I'm like, I really don't want that to happen, but I'm gonna write it down anyway. And then it absolutely has sparked new ideas. Yeah. And it's gotten me out of my writing funk. So I am very, I very much stand by, like write everything down, no matter if you think you're gonna use it or not. Agreed. Um, another thing I saw was really interesting. It's, it's called the bracket system. So it's like basically a March Madness type style of, of system where you list your titles and pit them against each other in brackets and eventually you narrow it down to oh well this one wins out over this one and this one wins over this one i and loved that when i read this i got all excited because it made me think of sports and i love sports and it's going to be so diminutive sports wise this fall my football season is my thing and i was like oh wow we can have sports in writing i like the bracket system let's do it oh my gosh no that makes sense and i i think it'd be i think it'd be fun I've never done it before. I, you know, I haven't ever tried to do anything like this. So I think maybe by the time I need to um, title the work in progress that I have going, I'll, I'll use it or something. I don't know. Another thing I saw was pull your followers on social media to see the titles they like best. And I like this one a lot because it actually gets you to, you know, people who are probably a reader base in some capacity. I know on Twitter, a lot of a lot of us follow other writers, but writers are typically readers. And they can also provide, I think, unique feedback by being writers themselves, being like, oh, well, I would pick up this book for this reason. I've seen these polls where they, on Twitter, I've seen them. Which title do you like better for a story that's about, you know, fairies? And, right. you know, and it does. You get feedback that way, not only from readers, but from other writers who also have value to us. I love to hear from other writers. I soak in anything other writers can teach me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I so thought I that like, was really cool. I like that idea too. I, I came up with some, a, another way to go about doing this and that is to answer what the reader's questions are. So who is it about? Who is this book about? And I have some examples, Lord of the Rings, Anne of Green Gables, Harry Potter, mm -hmm. uh, The Hobbit, and then mine, freaking fairies. Right. What is it about? The Hunger Games, The Time Machine, The Sword of Shannara, The Wheel of Time. All of those in their title tells you what that book is about. That was what you were talking about, huh? Yeah, I think freaking fairies would fit there too. Well, that's true too. It's a, yeah, that's about a what too. Um, when does it take place? Of course, the most famous 1984, that's prevalent right now everywhere. Timeline by Michael Crichton. There's a lot of books called Timeline, so I wanted to make sure that Michael, the Michael Crichton one is, that's a great title because not only does it tell you, it tells you what it is, it tells you the sense. What is that? Motorcycle on the road out there. It tells you the sense of when it is. Um, so I think that's a, a great um, time travel title. That's a great t title for many reasons. Um, 1776, that's a, that's a big one. Um, 2001, A Space Odyssey. So yeah, that tells you when. Where does this take place? The Mists of Avalon, Wuthering Heights, Animal Farm, Shutter Island. All of those are titles that tell you where it takes place. Yeah. And then why read the story? Why, what's a title that makes your, your reader say, why do I want to read this? So like the rage of dragons. Well, why are the dragons mad? What, you know, I, I want to just from that title, I want to know the lightning thief. How do you steal lightning? <laughs> yeah. Daughters of smoke and bone. Are they going to be 
daughters of witches that are that do smoke magic bone magic are they going to be actually daughters that are formed from smoke and bone somehow are they manifested i mean so those titles answer a little bit of a question why they make your reader want to know more absolutely and as you were going through all of those i was just thinking you know it's it's actually super interesting how all of them um no matter what the question is that you're answering kind of gives a hint about what the story is about yeah uh, even the time ones where it's just like 1776 you automatically know it's about that time period and from history right. class hopefully you remember like the constitution was signed then and blah 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 right mm -hmm. So you already know like a little bit with just that tiny amount of information that has been given. Yeah. What are your thoughts on names as titles? I, I, I don't, I don't know that I like that because it only works like, okay, if someone is famous in a, in a particular time period, then yeah, that's a great title. But years later, no one may know what that means. Who is that person? Right. You know, I mean, we all had to read like Jane Eyre. I mean, right. you know, and so that, that's, but that title by itself, if it wasn't one that I had to read in school, that doesn't make me want to read that book. Just saying her name. Yeah, I, I'd, I would agree with that. Because like, first of all, it's, well, who is this and why would I care about reading her story? Like, I don't, I don't know her. Why, why am I going to pick this up? What's going to make me pick up this book? I've read a book called Verity by Colleen Hoover. And it was recommended in one of our Facebook groups that we follow, um, the Karen Moaning one. Oh. And so the only reason I picked up that book was because, first of all, Karen Moaning recommended it. Second of all, everyone else in the group decided to read it because Karen recommended it. And therefore I was like, I'm interested in this. What is it? And it was a very good book. And the name, the uh, title is Verity, which is the name of the main character, or is the name of um, one of the main characters. I mean, so. there's a reason when that character is so strong that it really encompasses, wow, um, that book. Like, I mean, Harry Potter. I was about to say, Harry Potter is a big one. And obviously it became huge, even though like it was used as a, a name was used as a title. And I think it can definitely work, um, obviously, with Harry Potter. Uh, but even even with other things, you know, if a name is the title of a book, I feel like I'd be like, you know, one, I, I'm either going to say, why do I care about this story? Or two, I'm going to be like, why is this name so important that it is the title of a story? And I'm right. curious. Which we learn in Harry Potter why it is. And and she was clever because she said Harry Potter and then, and the Sorcerer's Stone and right. the Half-Blood Prince. And, you know, so we got more, but it was still, Harry Potter is the whole embodiment of that series. Yeah. Um, so it definitely works as the title for that book. For those Absolutely. books yeah and it obviously were it worked really really well for her so yeah yeah so i had 10 ways to get creative with thinking of titles i um, need this because i i have a hard time coming up with names for real well it's funny because like i also don't bother with book title names until i'm completely done with the story and it's edited and revised like i don't even come up with title until it's just done you know, Brick and Fairies came to me, the title was there from the very beginning. I know, I remember that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I had was consider the essence of your book. What is your book's main idea or theme and does it have a specific feel to it that could be summed up by a title? I got this from a blog and I did not have any examples to go with it, but I think that's a, a good point is to kind of sum up the theme of your, of your story. And, you know, if you can get that into a title, that's going to draw people in because it's like, well, you know, the rage of dragons, even as an yeah. example, like, obviously I mean, it's rage and anger. That we've kind of talked about this before. It's hard to take your bajillion word book and boil it down to its essence. Right. And so to come up with the, it's easy to say, consider the essence of your book. But for me, that's not always easy because yeah. I have so many plots and subplots that are dear to my heart what is the essence and that's something as writers that as professional writers we need to be able to do we right. need to be able to see what that essence is absolutely and i'm not very good at it yet so i don't know it's, it's very difficult like you said it's a it's a long book that you put everything into and suddenly you have to pull out exactly what it's about like i don't i don't know it's about so many things you've got all these subplots and you've got all these things and yeah i agree i think it's have we done an episode on theme we did we did one on theme yeah 
So it's, it's hard to pull the theme out of it. And it's hard to know that there is a theme as you're writing it sometimes and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's I a think difficult we should, one. We should do an episode on specific themes because that might also help people come up with names for their books. If we boil down an episode and talk about, you know, the theme of love, love love's kind of generic and boring, but oh. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm much more into the death and the magic and. Ah, uh, yes, I am your daughter. I know, I, you come by it naturally, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Sydney. <laughs> oh, she's the same way, it's great. <laughs> I know, I love her, I think she's great. Yeah, so look over your book's substance and text. So this is different than the book's essence. Um, because this is more about like, are there any lines that jump out at you? Are there any phrases that kind of sum up, sum up your story? Like with Mercy Thompson, Moon Called, um, she uses all of her titles in her books. So Moon Called was in book one and... Freaking fairies, my very first sentence, that's where the title came from. And it, it was just this sentence that popped into my head. If I never see another freaking fairy, as long as I live, it'll be too soon. And that was in my notes, in my phone for a couple years, yeah. just that sentence. And then it started to talk to me and I started to write it. But that sentence, frickin' fairies was there from the very beginning. That was, yeah. that was it. Yeah, absolutely. I also think, you know, and this somewhat goes along with yours where it's, you know, if you have a trait of a main character or main characters, um, that would also fit. So like frickin' fairies, I think is very fitting on, on that as well, because it tells you a little bit about, well, these fairies are terrible and there's uh -huh. a reason. <laughs> uh -huh. So yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of different things that you can play with in there. I personally really like having titles. Well, okay. I like reading books where I eventually read the title in the book. Me so, too. I really enjoy Moon Called and Bloodbound and Iron Kiss and all that kind of stuff because you eventually read it and, and you're like, huh, this is why it's titled this and it's great. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I've noticed that I don't do that with my own books. So, it's interesting. Another one is add perspective. So like, how do your characters see, see themselves? You know, do they have a specific flaw or quality that would work in a title? When and where does your story take place, which we talked about before? Does your story have a unique perspective? And I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head for this one, but I thought that was an interesting, an interesting one because it, it also deals with your main character and like what you're I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's very, I'm going to use all of these when I come, yeah. you know, I've got several works in progress that I don't have titles for. Yeah. So I'm going to use all of these notes that you've come up with to help me. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing. And same thing with, you know, using the bracket thing and using the questions that you asked and using like, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think all of this stuff is really helpful. And, you know, I had never super considered it before because when I'm me writing, either. like, oh, this is Kat's book. So I just call it, oh, I'm working on Kat or whatever. I don't come up with my titles uh, as I'm writing it. I I'm always like left at the end and I'm like, I've got this finished book. And I'm like, what, what is, what is it called? I have no well, idea. It's like my trick book, which, you know, that's how we refer to it. My trick book. It actually has a title mm -hmm. and I never call it by that title. So I have a feeling it's not going to be the title. It it's uh, the title is a different shade of evil. Oh, interesting. Which is a decent title given the demons and the things that are in all of her story. It, yeah. It's a good title, but I, it hasn't stuck with me, even though I'm writing it. So it may not be the best title for this book. So we'll see. Huh, interesting. I did not remember that. I'm sure you've told me it before, but I did not remember. Maybe. I never remember the title. Yeah. I always remember books by their characters, though. Me too. Because we call, we call the Fever series, like it's called the Fever series, but we always call them, oh, the Mac books. Yeah. The, Mac. the Mac books and the Mercy Thompson books. And we, you know, the uh, Cat and Bones. And yep, yep. Those so, are good. I need to reread those. Sometimes. I know, me too. I looked them up today for this episode because oh. I have a point to make about them later. Gotcha. They're so good. Mm. Um, let's see what else. Oh, consider the visual. You know, is there a special setting in your story? Can you describe the uniqueness of the main setting or destination? And I think with urban fantasy especially, the setting is not limited to, oh, it's set in Savannah, Georgia, but it's also, you know, magic is in this. Um, so mm -hmm. if you think about like Kate Daniels series, all of their titles have magic in it, magic yep. bites, magic strikes, magic, whatever. Um, and that's a testament to the setting is because there is magic and it's, it's hugely important in that series. Yes. Um, so I, I like that one a lot. I do too. 
Um, also add some mystery. You want to pique your reader's interest by teasing them with your title. And this goes along, like it goes kind of hand in hand with like hint at what your story is, I think. But you well, can kind of make people go, huh, I wonder what that's about. Like that Rage of Dragons, that's not a book I've read, but just the title makes me want to go read it. Yeah. I absolutely. love dragons. I want to know why they're mad. Yeah. <laughs> Did they kill everyone? I'd like to I know. know. I want to know. So yeah, that title is a very good title because it's got me, it's piqued my interest it's uh just like yeah, you said. you're curious about it like i just yeah. want i just want to know yeah um research best selling titles in your book's genre uh so notice the titles that stand out to you and consider like why why they stand out to you um oh, that's how, a good idea yeah how can you kind of get across that feeling in your own titles without you know copying it right yeah right. but like you can you can ask yourself well why do i like that title so much like is it because it's um you know, describing the setting? Is it because it's describing the main character? Like, think about what speaks to you as a reader and use that in order to make up your title. Let's see, search for words in the dictionary. This one was weird to me because I don't have a hard copy of a dictionary anymore. Like, I, I, I think, to. I wonder when, wherever you got this from, I wonder how old that, that article was. Right, because it says to flip to a random page in your dictionary and look yeah. at the word. Um, I don't know that your generation ever has had dictionaries. I don't know. I sure have. Did you? Yeah. I'm old. I'm almost 30. I'm old. <laughs> oh my God. You're almost 30. Now you made me feel old. <laughs> well, I'm like three years off of 30s. So yes. Okay. You're not almost 30. <laughs> I'm upper 20s. <laughs> See, I'm still young. I'm good. Oh, sure. Sure. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Consider song lyrics and lines from poems from other books. Uh, this one is interesting because, um, you know, you can get a lot of imagery using poetry and that kind of stuff. But the caveat to this one is that be aware of copyright. Yes. You can't just take a song lyric and use it as your title because once you make money off of that, that's not, you, you're, you can't do that. Right. Um, that is illegal. Uh, but I think, you know, with things like Shakespeare, anything that is like public domain, you can, you can definitely use. And a lot of the stuff, you know, Shakespeare is obviously used in everything. Um, he's referenced to a lot. And so if there's like a line in Shakespeare that you think fits your story, that would work. Um, and that would also be eye catching because everybody knows Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. This next one is, uh, similar to making a list, you know, just free write. Uh, make the list that we talked about before and, and write down anything that comes to mind and don't leave anything out. Um, even if you think it's stupid, just write it down and you know, you might get ideas from that. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And if you keep a writer's journal, which we did an episode on writer's journal, I mean, you can even keep a writer's journal just for titles, mm -hmm. you know, and not just for any particular title, title ideas that you've come up with for other books might work later or it might spark something yeah. if you have it you go and pull that old writer's journal out and start reading through some titles you were working on and free writing you might find something there there might be a nugget absolutely and then the last one i have is change up your words so try adding like an adjective or a verb to the main idea of your book i think that works really well for patricia briggs with her moon called bloodbound like that kind of stuff exchange a more commonplace word for a more powerful and descriptive word to kind of get across the point of your story and make it stand out and be unique um, in your readers' minds. Well, we, when we came up with this topic, I really didn't expect to find this much information, but I wanted to find out what bad titles are out there. You know, right. what, what do people say are bad? And I've come up with some that are just terrible. The worst one I think is, it's called the missionary position, colon, Mother Teresa in theory and practice. Okay, that is, no. No. No, that, that <laughs> is so wrong on so many levels. I don't know if they meant it to be funny or, but that's not funny. Mother yeah. Teresa is a saint. You don't, that, that's not, that's offensive. I mean, yeah. And then there was one, come on shore and we will eat you, we will kill you and we will eat you all. That's, that's a title of a book. That's like, that's a mouthful. It is. And would you ever be able to remember that? No, come probably not. sure. And I can't even read it and we will kill you and eat you all. My brain immediately goes to like beach zombies. 
So I'm like, it's got to be a beast. I mean, maybe that's what the book is about. And, and if it is, then that might be an okay title. But boy. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like how I would recommend that novel. And I just be like, oh, it's that one with the zombies on the beach. I don't, <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. you would never recommend it by its title because it's too much of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And then I went and read some Reddit threads about this. There's a lot of really good Reddit threads on writing. And you, if you don't have Reddit, then you should go and check out Reddit. They've got all kinds of, there's ideas for bouncing book ideas. You, I mean, all kinds of Reddit threads. But this one was about bad book titles. Yeah. And I found this to be interesting. This guy said that all of these words should be avoided. And I, I don't know that I agree because we write urban fantasy. But uh-huh. dark night, shadow, blood, moon, fire, flame, and soul. He said that anytime he sees those words, his eyes glaze over, it just pours him. Weird. And, and I thought, those are all very strong words, I think, for urban fantasy. You know, Bloodbound so and moon called and I think I'm actually more likely to look at a book if it has the word dark in it or blood to me or blood like I'm just more I'm just very interested in or even like death or whatever um I think I'm actually more likely to look at it and like ooh, what what makes it dark I want to know what this you know what is that describing is it describing a character is it describing a setting is it describing whatever I am so sorry guys I guess I won't be able to record out here because that that little kid down the street is going up and down on his little go-kart. Oh, I couldn't hear it that much that time. Oh, good. It's very, very loud to me. Huh. Ugh. I can, like, hear it in the background a little bit, but I didn't really notice it. Well, hopefully when I try to edit this and put it up, it won't be as bad. I don't know if there's a way to... I'm not tech-savvy enough to figure out if there's a way to edit out background noise or not. But I thought, yeah, I thought that was interesting because those are all words that I love in titles. But, yeah. but maybe it's because we're urban fantasy authors as opposed to, you know, if, if you're somebody who reads just um, mainstream work, then that might be cliche or whatever. But for our work, it's important. Those words are all very important to set off that urban fantasy vibe, I think. I think so, too. I, I, I agree with you. Like I said, I think I'm more likely to pick up a book with dark or night or blood or whatever. Or, yeah. Flame. I love fire. So I also found a list of books, of famous books that had different titles before they became famous, before before they were published. They started off with different titles and ended up, okay, so the first one is called, was called First Impressions. You would never guess. It's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, that's insane. I actually didn't know that it had a different title beforehand. I, you know, you just know it as Pride and Prejudice. I know, and Pride and Prejudice, it's its the alliteration. You've got the P's, and it's words that are very, they evoke very strong emotions. So, yeah, that's a much better type, title uh, than First Impressions. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. Impressions is just... Right, wild. it doesn't really tell you anything about yeah. anything. Yeah. So, Fiesta was the original name for The Sun Also Rises. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Strangers from Within was the original title of Lord of the Flies. That one, that one is intriguing to me because I think, you know, Strangers from Within is already interesting, I thought, just because, you know, oh, like, obviously you're learning something about yourself in this book is what I figured the book would and be about. That title actually hits right the nail on the head for what that book is about. Yeah. That that to me is a good title, but it's definitely not as memorable or as catching as Lord of the Flies. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with that. But I don't think it's a bad title. Mm-hmm. The Dead Undead was the original name for Dracula. My God. <laughs> I know. But then Dracula is a name. So, yeah. you know, that goes against what we just said a few minutes ago about, I don't know if it's a good idea to have a name and, you know. Right, right. And then All's Well That Ends Well was the original title of War and Peace. Yeah. Unbelievable. All's well that ends well. That was interesting. Okay, so first of all, it's a million pages long. So that is a detriment to a lot of people, not to me because I like to read, but, you know, so a lot of people would be turned off just by the sheer size of it. And then to have a title like All's Well That Ends Well, I would never pick that book up. But War and Peace, that's catchy. Yeah, yeah. And memorable. in a title and it's 
I, I like it. Yeah. And then, you know me, I like the generators. Absolutely. So I want to give a shout out again to the fantasy name generators.com. I, I love her site. She is absolutely brilliant. And she does have a random uh, fantasy generator, which is kind of cool because not only can you use it to spark ideas, like I think we talked about using that to come up with ideas for writing, you know, where uh -huh. you get an idea for a book, but it, it really does. It comes up with some really cool random titles and it's not going to be specific to your book necessarily, but it might get your juices flowing. Right. Yeah. And then there was one that was also called nine.frenchboys.net slash fantasy novel. And it also shoots off random fantasy titles. Interesting. You just click the button and it comes up. And some of them were really cool. And some of them got my thoughts going for writing other books, which I really don't need to be doing right now because I've got about 10 that I'm working on. Yeah. But I also wanted to say, you know, the, the play on words thing, not just the alliteration, but the Grave Witch series. Oh, Every yeah. one of her books has the word grave in it. Yep. And I looked up the Cat and Bones series and every one of her books has the word grave in it. Yeah, yeah. And so you always know when you're looking at these books that they belong with that series. Yeah. Well, that's like the Fever series too uses, you know, um, Dark Fever, uh, Blood yeah. Fever. Yeah, yeah. So, and Magic Bites and Magic, whatever, right. magic, you know, all have magic in it. So that's a way similar to how you want your book covers to be similar in a series so that a person will pick up that book and know that it's within the series. Same with the title. You want to be able to tell from the title that it's a book that's in that series. Right. I think an interesting one, and I've, I've brought it up multiple times this episode already, is the Mercy Thompson series where she says, you know, Moon Called and Bloodbound and Iron Kissed. Oh my gosh, I used to be able to say all of these by, oh, Bone Crossed, uh, Silverborn. You know, she has a pattern. There's a pattern there. And so when she comes out with a book, you can expect what that title is going to yeah. be like. Smoke Bitten was the last one. What was the one before that? Your father just read them all. Yeah. Storm Curse. That's the one I was in the middle of because I read so slow. Wow. Was that Smoke Bitten? It was the it one before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm still trying to, I'm trying to read too many things at one time. Yeah. So... And then I get, you know, I go to bed at night to read and I get to caught up in Twitter and I get caught up on uh, all these other things. I just, there's not enough time in a day. Right. But that's all I've got. I mean, there's, I could talk on this forever and ever. Absolutely. Well, I have an interview question for you. So. Okay. We can keep talking. I like to talk. Yeah, fair enough. How do you come up with your own book titles? I know you mentioned a little bit about freaking fairies. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to say talking about freaking fairies, it came to me, it was that very first sentence and it just stuck. And so I knew from the very beginning that that was the title for that. Mm -hmm. And it works so well because it's a series and talking about alliteration, I've got freaking fairies. I'm working on Dern Dragons now, but the titles of these, of this series are unlimited. You've got, you know, greedy goblins and, um, F and L. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's so many, titles that can come in this series. I'm very excited to be writing it. I, I really do love this series, but that's how that one came about. The Different Shade of Evil was just one that I felt like I needed a title to it instead of just calling it Trick, which is the name of my main character. And it works. And it, by the time I get to the end of this story, that might be the title that I feel like really does work with what happens in it yeah. but it's not very catching right now right. um i've got a story about it's a, to a straight fantasy it's high fantasy with the world that's been cracked in half and rotates in opposite directions and there's cultures on both sides of the earth and that one i, I titled earth asunder i didn't remember that <laughs> um and I, that one took a lot of time to come up with that title but i do like that title Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I've got. There's so many that have working titles and some that don't have any titles at all. They're just the name of the main character. But right. I think the way I've come up with them normally is the free write. The free writing that you, you know, the 10 ways that you, you said earlier and one of them was free writing. I think that's the only way I've ever known to try. Yeah. I, I've never had any of these little hints to come about. So now I'm excited. I'm maybe come up with some good, good titles. Yeah. Very I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad we did this episode because I, <laughs> I don't, uh, wow. sorry. I guess you have a dog out there. Apparently I can't, uh, 
podcast outside anymore. <laughs> what is she barking at? There's three of them out here with me right now. And I don't know what they're barking at. I've got the two chihuahuas and Jordan's, my grand dog, Ariel. My goodness. And they've been very good. They've been sitting out here with me. this entire time. They've been very calm, so I can't complain. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Right, right. Um, okay. Yeah, so I don't actually come up with book titles while I'm writing. Um, so like I said, the book that I'm working on right now is just, oh, I'm working on the Aura series because it deals yeah. with that Aura. or it's the cat book or it's, um, uh, I'll call my other works in private. Oh, it's Aiden. I'm working on Aiden right now or I'm working How on- How did you come up with your title for your MacBook? Because that title is brilliant. So that title is Under the Illusion and it's about this girl, Mac, and she can cast illusions. And that's really where it came from because under the illusion is, it is a common turn of phrase. It's a phrase that is well known. Um, it it so, works so well though, because she's also under the illusion that she's the only one with magic. And she's, I mean, so it works so well. I love that title. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, uh, I came up with it in like two seconds when I realized I needed one for the conference to pitch it. So that's where that came from. I legitimately did not have a title until we were in Atlanta and I was like, oh, I'm pitching this tomorrow. I need a title. Really? Um, Yes. You didn't free ride or anything? How did it just popped into your head? It just made sense to me. I think it just made sense with, um, with what the story is about and who Mac is and what she can do. And you know, the antagonist and the story, like all of this stuff, it just fit. So it, it does fit. It's brilliant. I don't know how you did it. Well, I appreciate it. It took me two seconds and it was more of a, a last well, minute. Well, I guess this works. <laughs> we were drinking a lot. So that's, true. We, that's what it was. It was that the alcohol. <laughs> That's absolutely probably what happened. So yeah, your Aura series, speaking of book titles, do you have a, a series title? Because that's a totally different thing than the book title, like the Mercy Thompson series. What is it your Aura might, It might honestly just be the Aura series or this is an Aura book, like an Aura book would be the subtitle for all of them. Because I don't have a series title for Frickin' Fairies. No, I guess you don't. I mean, it could be the Fae Chronicles or right. you know, something like that, but I don't have an overarching series title. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a long time, I think, before I'm ready to submit Aura stuff um, just because I have so much planned for it. Um, it's it's going to be a huge endeavor. That That is huge. Really intensive. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm really enjoying the first book. Um, and I think the first step is to really just get down Kat's story, her part of the series. And then I'll go back and be like, okay, what do I need to add that's going to be important in the next books uh, with other characters? Um, so we'll, we'll right, see. Do you have an idea for titles for these books? No, I mean, since not, they're not each individual person, are they going to be, you don't know? I have, I have no, no idea. idea. I have not thought about it that far. Um, like I said, I don't have titles until the book is done. So with Louie and Delaney, I finished that one. And again, I needed a title to put on the work. What is the title? Bound and Determined. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because... I didn't remember that. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's always Louie and Delaney. I know, yeah. But I don't, I don't know that I've ever told you the title. I just put it on it because the dude needed to read 10 pages and it needed a title so that he would have something to call it. And I right. wasn't going to call it just Louie and Delaney. So I... Right. Found and determined, and that also fits, but I'm not sure that it's what's going to stick. So we'll I see. like it, but yeah. like my A Different Shade of Evil, there might be something different by the time you get ready to really do it. Right. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, to answer the question about how I come up with my own titles, apparently I do it while intoxicated and in two seconds. <laughs> Love it. I like that plan. I'm going to do that from now. Honey, I have to go drink some more because I have to come up with a name for my book. It's a title. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, I think doing this episode was really cool because I didn't realize how much could go into a title and how much like how much thought you could put into it which like of course I knew that you would, should think about it and a lot of the time you come up with one and it's not going to end up being the title or whatever right. but there are so many different things um that this made me consider that I hadn't considered before when when thinking about titles so Dang. I'm glad we did this episode yeah me too I really expected it to be very short I thought we were gonna have trouble but I really could talk even more on this 
I, I think we've gone a long time already. <laughs> I think so too. This is going to be a long one. Sorry guys, but I hope you find it interesting. Uh, right. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We uh, come check out our website. It's eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. I posted some things lately on that one. I always put the pictures of our drinks and food. Well, I say always, I'm sometimes late, but eventually they show up there. Every now and then we'll do actual articles, blog articles. I think last week's episode was about, was it about book cover? What was it about? We started talking about book covers. So I posted what I was talking about in that episode about what I didn't it was like. An interview question. Oh, it was an interview question. Okay. And uh, we should do a podcast about book covers actually. Absolutely. Uh, but I posted what I was talking about, uh, the difference between the cartoon covers and the new covers on that Southern Witch series by Kimberly. Is it Kimberly Frost? Yeah. 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 Excellent series of books. And it's so sad that I went years without reading them simply because they had, to me, the wrong cover on it. Uh -huh. the, the, now, those were ones where the book titles were fantastic. Yeah. halfway hexed all of those things were very clever but i couldn't get beyond the book cover so we'll, we'll do an episode on book covers at some point we have a patreon uh p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash edw we have a patron i'm excited her name yeah. and I, i'm so sorry if i say it wrong Giannin vasili i hope i said that correctly thank you thank you so much we've i've actually posted for our patrons only one of your worksheets that you came up with it's been posted and I just did a what is it called newsletter yeah yeah, yeah. and um, I'm gonna start doing a quarterly newsletter for our patrons as well so I'll put that up at some point this month Yeah, which, on the newsletter I saw that you included you know dates for Twitter pitch events so um, yeah what we've been up to some of the food we've been eating that kind of stuff recipes um, that kind of thing. Yeah, so we'll do that for our patrons as well. We do appreciate you all helping us out. It, it does cost money to do this, but we are doing this from our heart. We we love it. We obviously like to talk, given how long this episode has gone. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and I guess we will see you next time. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. Okay, see you guys. Thank you, guys.